Welcome back to Turn of the Millennials. I'm Lindy. I'm Stephanie. And uh, today we are going to be discussing the multitude, many beautiful souls we have lost so far in 2022 and late 2021. So as a lot of you know, we lost a lot of really good people the last few weeks. Yep. Last mm-hmm. few, even the last couple of months has just been a whirlwind of last few know, months. Yeah. has been terrible. Lost. So, yeah. So just to list those lost souls that we are going to be talking about today. Um, obviously Betty White, we lost her in, in December, Bob Saget, Meatloaf, Sidney Poitier, John Madden, Louis Anderson, Andre Leon Talley, Willie Garson, Art Lafleur, and Michael Naismith. Those are the just some of the main so yeah the handful yeah. but these are the ones that were kind of I think a little more impactful or that we kind of really knew or had some you know semblance of too and starting off obviously our yeah. everyone's favorite grandma whose basically career spanned eight decades we have Betty White the ever were... ever loving beautiful soul that was Betty White she was born on January seventeenth nineteen twenty two as we all. Most of us, I'm assuming, donated as well on that day this year for her 100th anniversary or her 100th birthday. And as we I all did, saw, yep. she, as we all saw, she made 2021 her bitch, and unfortunately, she passed away on right at the end of the year on 30 December 31st, 2021. She took that bitch with her. Took she that, took bitch, that with her. bitch with her. She knew we didn't need any more of that, and she took it with her. So yep. um, she her and the protective yeah, so, grandma. So as we said, she's. Like I said, her career has basically spanned eight decades. Um, she's been in shows such as Mary Tyler Moore, uh, Golden Girls, Hot in Cleveland, movies like The Proposal, um, has done multiple work for, you know, pets and charities and everything. The humble woman that she is. Uh, they also la- labeled her the first lady of game shows and the first lady of television. because mm-hmm. She actually appeared on many, many like password and pyramids and she ended up meeting her husband actually through those game shows her third husband yes third husband, which i love doing some research on betty white um one of her facts that stood out to me was she why she divorced her first husband he wanted her to stay at home and have babies and she was like screw you i want to continue my career and divorced him i want to good for you betty even say no to the patriarchy even back in a time when it was yep. very, women weren't allowed to make these kind of, or not weren't allowed, but it wasn't often that women were making yep. these kind of decisions to do things for themselves. Their husbands were their end all be all. And that's kind of what it was. And she, mm-hmm. was, she's always been a pioneer. She's a great quality. Even in Golden Girls, like uh, going back and watching it, I know you were saying you started watching it as well. And just all the times that mm-hmm. there's, for being in the eighties, there was a lot of topics that even when I went back and watched it, I was quite surprised that they tackled back Year in the late eighties and nineties. What else did, what else has Betty White just graced our presences with well okay one thing that i i forgot about until i saw something about it on facebook um a couple of months before she had passed was that she was the old lady at the end of lake placid that was feeding the crocodiles oh interesting i was just like oh right i was like i totally forgot she was in that because like because her role is very small she's in the very beginning like the first few minutes the very beginning and then Mm -hmm. she's in the very end of it and she might pop up in the middle of the movie at some point but I don't recall it's been a really long time since I've watched that movie um but I was just like oh yeah that was her that's awesome yeah 
But it just, just I love her, I love her grab life by the balls attitude. Like yeah. she is just no nonsense. Like I'm a do me, you do you. Like you know, treat everyone with kindness and equality and fairness and animal lover and just all around, just probably the best person on the planet. And we lost so her. So from from basically America's grandma to America's dad, we also yeah. lost Bob Saget uh, January 9th. So he was actually born May 17th, 1956 and passed away January 9th, yeah. 2022 in his 60s. And like we unfortunately- still, still young. And unfortunately, our timing was a little off with our last episode. We recorded it the morning before he passed. Of his passing. So we weren't trying the to morning be of his passing. So we didn't, we didn't know about it yet. So we hadn't, so, so we weren't being really considerate when we were, we weren't yeah. talking about Flos in a bad way, but we were being considerate of not mentioning it. We just weren't aware of it until yes, like probably a couple hours after we, after our recording. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, sorry, um, but Bob Saget and Betty White, other than Anton Yelkin, Bob Saget and Betty White, I fucking bawled. I bawled like just it upset yeah. me so like it, it upset me and impacted me so much more than I expected it to and I think because of Bob Saget it, like for both of them they were both extremely unexpected yes Betty White was 99 years old almost to her 100th birthday but she was still taken from us too soon I think and, and I think Bob that's Saget, a testimony like- to her character and Bob, Bob Saget's Saget well. in his like, 60s obviously so that was so unexpected many, many unexpected. years left so he was a stand-up comedian, a sitcom, and a sitcom star and his TV host, best known for Danny Tanner on Full House, his Yay. hosting of the early America's Funniest Home Videos in the 90s. Yeah. And then also the narrator, Ted, of How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Bob Saget's just awesome. Like, And then also his stint watching... on Entourage, too, because he was an Entourage. Oh, and oh. Everyone... Yeah. And one of his <laughs> top, top movie moments. Can we not forget his cameo in Half-Baked? Have you ever sucked co- uh, cock for coke? I have. Sit down and shut up. Yep. <laughs> oh, Bob Saget. And then his fucking love Bob Saget. Had- I I watched like like videos of his like memoriams and and best top Bob Saget moments and stuff on YouTube like all morning, mm-hmm. just to and- like. <laughs> yeah, and he like he spent so long as Danny Tanner, and it was really funny because you know that was it was quite a like very clean cut person, and then all of a sudden he after kind of full house he went back to to a stand-up and then everyone was like oh who is this man he's so dirty but he wasn't really like he wasn't dirty he was just talking about things that weren't quite talked about so much on you know full house he was just talking about stuff that he thought was funny and then everyone thought that like so i remember there was like a little lull in bob saget where he was trying to like figure himself out again almost after trying to transition yeah from the wholesome danny tanner to yeah. Who he so is. it doesn't always which, happen with teen yeah. stars, guys. It can happen with yeah. adult stars. Which, You're in, pigeonholed into one role for so long and you don't yeah. want to do it anymore. And like Jeff Franklin even said that he created the character of Danny Tanner for Bob Saget. It's just a cleaner version of Bob Saget. But, but hey, yeah. did you also, did you know that Bob Saget is Grammy nominated? Oh, yeah. Not know that. He was a. Uh, uh, back in 2014, he released a comedy album called That's What I'm Talking About that earned him a spot on the list of Grammy nominees. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting. Congrats, Bob. Right? Yeah. There's a few comedians yeah. that have, like, Grammys for their for their comedy specials. And did you know that so, when he was 22, he was so overweight, he almost died? Really? Being that tall? Yeah. What would it be almost caught up to him man? when he had to have his appendix removed. I guess his appendix exploded, so he almost died. Ooh. Ouch. 
and they they narrowed it down to his weight but well, yeah no I uh I was at work so that, that was a Sunday that he passed so the next day Monday at work I'm working away in the morning and this girl that I work with stuff came over to me and asked me she's like I just wanted to see how you are about she's like I was concerned about how you are with Bob Saget's passing and the second she said it I burst into fucking tears and she was like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't mean to upset you and I was like you know what I don't know what's wrong with me like I shouldn't like, and this is no offense. Like I'm not trying to offend Bob Sager's family or anything like that. Like I, I shouldn't be up this, this upset because I never personally knew him, yeah. but what he meant to us growing up, like we've been growing up with him. Like I was Stephanie's age when that show started, I was five years old, right along yeah. with Steph as, as that, whatever. So he's been a part of my life since I was five and yeah. I feel like I know him and it just, yeah, it, well, I cried at work the- over Bob Saget. Well, that's one thing that they've said. I, I can't remember who it was, but I know that's one thing kind of with the whole Betty White and the Bob Saget that they say is different with sitcom stars versus movie stars. I think it actually could have been a, in a Betty White special. I might have seen this is that you feel more they feel more attainable because you're seeing them in your home every week and every day and you're following these stories versus a movie star is so unattainable because you're seeing them on a big screen first in their you know, these actors sense. and all by themselves whereas like so these are people that you feel you're in your home they're in your like i know yeah you can watch movies on like dvds and stuff later but when you first see them they're only attainable on screen these people are coming into your house almost like in an intimate setting with you every day so you grow a bond with these people that aren't on a show like you almost feel like you get to know them and so when they yeah. pass or when these things end you it feels like you're ripping a part of your family away it. almost yeah and yeah. it's also like now with streaming like you can binge hours and hours oh, and hours geez. of this shit like i've already watched fuller house like six times in the past probably like year and a half two years and right. like all five seasons six times and right yeah like i felt like a part of my like a member of my family died yeah. and it's just it was very upsetting and it's rough and people may laugh yeah. at you but you know what yeah he was a staple of my childhood and then well into my adulthood with the how i met your mother role Cause like I've watched how I met your mother 27 fucking times. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I'm not exaggerating 27 times. I've seen all nine seasons. <laughs> like I could recite it word for word, like friends. He's been a part of my life for a very long time. Rip Bob Saget. Yeah. We'll miss you. We will miss you. So next into the music realm, my, very recently we, we lost Meatloaf, uh, January 20th. Yeah. So only a week ago, he was born September 27th, 1947. And this is at past January 20th, 2022, best known for his bat out of hell albums released in 19 or 1977 and 1993. And he also starred in movies like uh, Rocky horror picture show fight club and an episode of glee as well when they did the Rocky horror. So he's just all well around forgetting spice world oh yes Duh. he was the driver in spice yeah. world oh my gosh i forgot he's i love those girls <sighs> i'd do anything for them but i won't do that yep. meaning cleaning their toilets right. unclogging I their toilets either, on the bus <laughs> i wouldn't either i loved me he yeah my paradise yeah, by the my... dashboard dashboard light was our song at the yep. trailer for like our singing song we would just belt it out and just yep. be stupid and act it out and be all I was at the dances. I was introduced to meatloaf at a very young age um my my dad, my dad was a huge meatloaf fan I'm pretty sure he had his bad at a hell album on vinyl I um, think so we had it on cassette for sure I know for sure cassette I don't know about anything yeah else. and I very 
very vividly remember like his video for I would do anything for love, but I can't, I won't do that. Watch There's two versions, the extended both and the, versions. Right, the short both version. versions. Um, I remember oh. like just anytime it was on much music or much more music, I had to watch it. I had to watch it. It's kind of like Bohemian Rhapsody. You don't walk away from it. No, no, <gasps> right? you can't. Although even though the Bohemian Rhapsody video is a little boring, you still can't walk away from it. because It is not boring. You shish. Well, shish. It's just a bunch mm. of faces. It's just uh, faces. Compared no. to like, no. compared to mm. what I would do anything for love mm. where you've got a nice theatrical story to it and everything. I would do anything for love is like what we said in our Formidable Opponents episode with their, with our 90s music videos, right? Like it was an, it's an epic video. It tells a love story, like whatever. Right. But Bohemian Rhapsody was just a mix of awesome shots of Queen and that were unprecedented at that time. Like the, the way things were shot and everything was that nobody had ever seen something like that before. And then crossed over with uh, scenes from Wayne's World. Fuck yeah. That one came out in 92. The original video didn't have those. Remember? I know, but still, <laughs> both of them. Later on, them, when they added the scene, fantastic in, it was good. Fantastic videos. Because honestly, Not that was, boring. honestly, that was my, like, real introduction to Queen was... Was Wayne's World? I was, I was seven was when Wayne's World came you out know on what? video. Me too. Was like, I was Me seven. Too. Like, I do remember hearing their songs because um, my dad was a Queen well, fan. Well, no, my, my dad was a huge Queen fan, so I know I heard the songs, but that was the moment that, like, I access them and put them in and became like my taking of them and now putting it into my knowledge that, of music. That was it. the moment they came on your radar. Yeah, me yeah. too. And I say me too. Because when did that movie come out? 92? 92. Yeah, so I was like yeah. nine. Yeah, I was about nine. Yeah. And we watched seven. it and it was such a good fucking movie. So good. It was always the headbanging because they would be in the Wasn't car and then they'd be in that too? And you just... Wasn't he one of the bouncers in, <gasps> in Wayne's World? Oh yes, he was. He was the bouncer at the 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 rage place. Yes. Yeah. And the, the, what was it Chris called? Farley was Fireworks, in it too. I think it was. Yeah, and Chris Farley was in it too. Gaslight. No, Gasworks. Yeah. Gaslight. Gasworks. 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 Yeah. Because it was on fire. Because it was on fire. It was on fire. Yeah. And that's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> it was like I remember a, it was like works or something. And the it was a. I remember the, that part. The best heavy metal club, like in a, or in the shitty Beatles. <laughs> yeah, it's the shitty Beatles. Are they any good? No, man, they're shitty. Oh, so it's not just a wordplay. <laughs> i love that movie oh meatloaf we love you as well oh, like so good yeah oh meatloaf <laughs> oh and we'll then him you. as um a meatloaf in sausage party once you've only seen it once yeah i know the that <laughs> beginning opening song i know it word for word oh, all right yeah. then I listen to it like it's in my playlist. I fucking love that song. It's so good. I think it was the end grocery scene that just kind of You can turn like, it oh, off before okay, then. Little... Watch it but then turn it off like as they're, you know, before the, the grocery before the orgy. food orgy starts. <laughs> it was just it was too much. I couldn't do it. I had yeah. It's it's was, I think that's why I have watched it again. That's definitely for sure. Like Yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked and appalled, even so, though he's 15. I'm still shocked and appalled that my 15-year-old stepson has seen it. Not by my, like, I don't think I, I didn't let him watch it. But I, he's yeah. 15. Like, he probably watched it at a friend's house. But I just, like, knowing he watched that, I'm like, ew. I know, but I think about the movies I watched at 15, and uh, he's <laughs> not wrong. You we, never go back, yeah. oh. Selma Hayek. I love that they got Selma Hayek for that. 
that movie that's funny yeah um okay anyway sorry moving on <laughs> so <laughs> next we love. have uh so we have yeah. sydney poitier who was born February 20th, 1927, um, and passed January 6th, uh, 2022. So again, he was kind of in that golden age of Hollywood, uh, right up there kind of in Betty White's era as well. So he's been in for almost eight, you know, been around for a while. Uh, he was mm -hmm. an actor, director, and a diplomat. He was the first actor to win an Academy Award. And yeah, the last major star from the golden age of Hollywood. He was the first African-American actor to win an Academy Award. You just said actor. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You just sorry, said actor. First African -American. <laughs> sorry, first African-American actor to win an Academy Award. In what year yeah. does it say? Uh, I, oh, did I did not, not find that. I think it was in the 40s somewhere, though. Okay. But yay, that. good for him. That uh, he opened a lot of doors for African-American actors. Sorry, in 1963, he was the first actor and the first Bohemian. Bohemian. Bohemian? Bohemian. Bohemian. Bohemian? Bohemian? Bohemian, that's it. To win an Academy Award for Best Actor. Uh, he received two competitive Golden Globe Awards, a competitive British Academy of Film and Arts, a BAFTA, sorry, and a Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album. Nice. Does it say what movie he won his Academy Award for? I think they did uh, Lilies of the Field, playing oh, okay. a handyman helping a group of German-speaking nuns building a chapel. You know what? I think I actually saw a video about that, uh, like shortly after he passed. I saw I watched like, yeah. a video about Sidney Poitier and like his accomplishments and stuff like that, and they definitely mentioned the Lily of the Fields. But he was like, yeah, and it's the first. Here. He was like the very first Amer African American or Bohemian American actor to be cast in a lead role, and it oh, just okay, it broke well. down doors for a lot of people. Yeah, and then it says he continued to break ground in three successful 67 mm -hmm. films with dealt, which dealt with issues of race and race relations, To Sir mm -hmm. With Love, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, and In the Heat of the Night. And the latter won an Academy Award for Best Picture that year. So definitely, definitely a, a lot of... Definitely a trailblazer for people of color and everything and just paved the way for everybody, everyone to come through. Mm -hmm. And we we thank you, Thank Sydney, you, Sydney. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yep. Thank you. Because of and you, we have been exposed to a lot of entertainers who we may not have never ever known if it weren't for him. Absolutely. So next um, one. So now I guess we'll go into some sports. I think this is more of your. This realm is a really here. sad, sad day in football history. Passing of John Madden. Yes. He passed December twenty eighth of twenty twenty one. He was an American football coach, and NFL commentator. Um, he never lost a season, never lost a season. He holds the highest winning percentage among NFL head coaches who coached a hundred games and was drafted to Philadelphia Eagles, but his career ended due to injury. We also know that he spung how many Madden football play games, 90, you know, Madden 2003, 2017. So basically a franchise also of yes. video games. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I was not a football player, but I do remember him from little giants. Yeah, Devin Sawa, because yeah. they, the him and him and the three football players come, and then he's like, "It's eighty percent mental and forty percent physical." Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, that doesn't that what that doesn't make sense?" Because that's one hundred and twenty percent, not a hundred percent. And then I remember, yeah, he 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 chose the little nerdy guy, uh, different coaching tips and stuff like that. And I think that was my yeah. first time I've ever like, <laughs> John Madden on my radar was Little Giants. He froze again. 
I'm pretty sure like John Madden might have been on my radar prior to Little Giants, but my because my dad was a my dad was a sports yeah. guy. He liked football, baseball, mm-hmm. ho- well, hockey, and football. I think were yeah. the, the main ones he would really watch. So I might have heard of him, but I didn't really yeah. know about him until well, like Little Giants, and then going forward with the Madden. Games. The only um, he only as a player he only played for Philadelphia Eagles, and as an NFL coach he only coached the Oakland Raiders, um, and he won as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. He won the Super Bowl eleven. It, so okay. he only won the one, the one. And then when he went on to broadcasting, he actually is a 12 time Emmy award winner for bro- for wow. sports broadcasting, Good which I like, that's pretty fucking impressive, I think. And then he was also yeah. inducted into the pro football hall of fame in 2006. Good for him. So he is a heavily awarded sports commentator. Yeah. Sports commentator. And then also a very and a, he's huge you know, in the football coach world. Huge well. in the football yeah. world. Like, yeah, like yeah. Like, like you said, football... how many video games of his do they have? Like how many of those exist? Like I think as soon as they started doing sports games, I think for the Super Nintendo, it was Madden football. I'm pretty sure it was Madden two thousand. Madden two thousand was like the first one, wasn't it? No. <laughs> Madden like ninety eight. For, like I feel like there might have been one for Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. Yes. No. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, okay, Madden NFL, known as Madden Football until 1994. Okay, so when did it start? Oh, it's Amiga, Super NES, Genesis Mega Drive, Game Gear, 3DO. So it's been out for a while. 1988 yeah, I just, was its first release. I just came across it. From 1988 on, Madden lent his name, voice, and creative input to the John Madden Football series of football video games. Later called it Madden NFL. Wow. So again, guys, this is how big yeah. this guy was. He spawned this franchise in 88. Yeah. And they just kept with it ever since because he's, like I said, he's such a great commentator, a good sports coach. He's, you know, and I'm trying to just, you know, we're trying to do this. He was already out of football and stuff before I really became a football fan. Okay. And so he was like just um, commentating at that point. Yeah. And, you know, like I became a fan of football when I was like six years old, right? So I wasn't privy to like I didn't remember all the names of all of the people whatever up and like until I was probably like a teenager or something I didn't really pay attention to that stuff I just watched the games but as a I think that was like teenager was when I started to pay attention to names and things like that and I think he was he I believe he was a commentator at the time and then yeah. a lot of the times when the commentators didn't say what I wanted them to say about my team <laughs> I would be like fuck you, you would get mad I just at wouldn't them. Right. yeah I feel it. Like, I feel leave it. them alone. Leave them alone. Packers, leave my players please. alone. <laughs> Although my dad won last night. I was. Yeah, I was. I guess the Canadiens. Sorry. Oh no! I that came through. I heard you. <laughs> oh okay. Um, but no, I was walking through. Well, I was walking through Walmart the other day, and uh, my my jacket that I wear to work all the time is the the green one with the yellow Packers across the chest that Monique gave me, and then underneath yep, yep. underneath that as insulation, I wear my my heavy zip up green bay packer hoodie so i'm walking down walmart my, my jacket zip up and i'm walking in this employees at the end of the aisle and she turns to me and she goes oh, i love your jacket and i go this one or this one and she just she like almost pissed herself laughing she's like oh my god that's awesome it was so funny that's hilarious <laughs> Sorry. that's i know that's awesome, not buddy. unrelated to unrelated story but whatever i just thought it was hilarious it's football. But it's I, related. It's all almost, I wear something Packer related almost every single day. <laughs> I, I have a lot. This is obviously my tax collection in the back of yeah. every usually episode recording. And then I have a bunch of my sweaters yeah. and jerseys in there. We'll so um, <laughs> next, right? Next, um, 
Also, very, very recently, about a week ago, we lost Louis Anderson, uh, January yes. 21st, 2022. He was a stand-up comedian, an actor, and a game show host. Um, he had the Life with Louis cartoon that was on when we were in the 90s, mm -hmm. and he also hosted Family Feud. And recently, he's in Zach Galifianakis' show, Baskets, that apparently they've said he's been... I can't remember if it said he won an award or he was nominated for an award in it. They say he's apparently doing really well in that one, from what I've been hearing. Yeah, I remember Louis Anderson from Life with Louis. And Family Food host. I don't think I watched him. Uh, I I seen like a, I think I saw a few episodes of him hosting it. Yeah, it was before but, Tim. Um, I think he was before Tim Karn. Again, have not had cable in almost 10 years. So oh, that's couldn't tell you. It's been back, a long think, time. Mid-2000s, I think it was. Mid-2000s? Maybe, because it was... Okay, so the uh, the reiterations, there's been Louis Anderson, Tim Karn, um the old the older guy with the gray hair oh what's his name i can't remember it right now um and then it went to steve harvey i think louis oh, anderson and tim karn were only on it for a couple of them a couple like a season or two i'm just seeing what years he was the host of family feud because doesn't tell me they're being buttholes doesn't fucking tell me actually fucking imdb would be a better option to right? figure that out yeah. yeah so i'm just gonna go to that website yeah, then yeah no I remember I just remember the cartoon and yeah. I remember loving it I couldn't remember like an episode I couldn't recite anything to you at this moment or even no. remember the theme song but but like I, I do remember, remember really enjoying it there was a bunch of comedians that, like there was Bobby's World and Life with Louie where they were like a lot of comedians were doing these cartoons for the kids out at the time this is true yeah this is true yeah because it was it was the boomers kids it was the millennials so we're the second largest generation behind boomers so you had to kind of cater to us so everyone was trying to get in on us you know, here, we'll get entertainment for this, entertainment for that. Like, we got a kid show, shows. You make us sound like, you make us sound like a secret club or something. Why is this? Well, no, club? but just like, when you've got like, large pockets of, you know, generations, your media's got to kind of sway towards them. Yeah. Why is his IMDb is really not up to date. It has, hmm. it has listed as one thing. Weird. Like, that's fucking weird. Maybe it's this one. Oh, he has several IMDb profiles. That's what. Oh, that, oh that's what that is. Okay. Uh, okay. Life with Louie was ninety four to ninety eight. Oh wait, it wouldn't be actor. It would be himself, right? Yeah. Possibly. Sometimes. Uh, family. Family feud. Family feud. Ooh, he was on Josh Gates tonight. That's cool. Ferris Bueller. Um, I love Josh Gates. He's awesome. He's a Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Apparently. Really. That's what I saw there too. Yeah. I'm not coming. Oh, Celebrity Family Feud. I'm not finding Family Feud. I'm in 2012. So you said mid 2000s? I think so. Uh, hold on. Well, because it goes uh, most recent to oldest, right? So Mad TV, that's going back. Uh, 99. Comic Standing, Hollywood Squares. Oh, remember Hollywood Squares? Remember Hollywood Squares? Yeah, with uh, Tom Bergeron. Um, uh anderson yeah. landed so the role to of host in 99 yep 99 to 2002 oh, okay and then i believe richard Carn. Yeah, i don't know because that would have been high school that would have yeah. been high yeah, school yeah that's so what i was like I, I don't know i probably watched it then but i'm you're right yep. Drop the microphone drop the microphone i just i don't know it's my 38 year old brain that right. i just i don't remember i know we're getting old so the next, uh, I found out of this one, um, just recently as well, Andre Leon Talley. Uh, he is, this one I don't recall. He was a fashion judge on America's Next Top Model on cycles 14 to 17. 
And then I think yeah. a couple times he did a bunch. Well, of... I saw that on the drive, but yeah. So he's a fashion journalist, a stylist, creative director, and editor at large for Vogue. Again, I mostly just got to know him from uh, America's Next Top Model. But then once I knew who he was from America's Next Top Model, I kept seeing him. So like he had a small little part, I think, in like Zoolander or anytime there's like fashion movies or like TV shows. Sometimes they'll kind of show him in the background or he'll make a quick like hello or things. So yeah, that was how I kind of found knew about him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I totally remember him now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, just, I remember yeah, him. He was, we also have Art Lafleur, uh, who passed away. It was the last year. It was November 17th, 2021. But I didn't know this because, especially before, before Christmas, he was the tooth fairy in Santa Claus 2 and 3, which I didn't realize he'd passed away just before Christmas, which I was like, oh, I would have, like, when I was watching those movies, I would have been, you know, oh, I would have found out. and been like, oh, that's so sad. And he was also a Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. Heroes get remembered, but legends never mm-hmm. die. He was that guy. Yep. I remember that. I, yeah. For some reason, I still remember that line. Yeah, and I don't that's know why. Sad. <laughs> don't know why I remember that line. It resonated with you. <laughs> Apparently, it resonated with me. Michael mm-hmm. Naismith uh, from The Monkees. He also passed away. See, and I 10th, didn't know this. I didn't either. I didn't. I don't think I heard about this. Like, I don't think it came across Facebook. And that is really upsetting because he was a pretty awesome, talented guy. Yeah, right. It's part of the monkeys. Right. He did a bunch of other stuff afterwards in, in the music industry, but like he was the monkeys. Like we all knew him. They hey, played a bunch of music monkeys. all the time. I watched the monkeys like every day after school. And then it went to much it more like, music. Yeah. Like it, I, and my mom and dad laughed at me because they're just like, we watched that when we were your age. Yeah. And I'm just, and that would be like my stepkids voluntarily watching like Full House or something now, which they would because Full House is awesome. Yeah. I remember going to grade eight Ottawa trip and we were on the parliament steps doing the like crossover monkeys. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Like that's what people would do because when we were watching, you'd see you'd be like, okay, I want to try that. You know, you so you go to different places and you try it. And I remember kind of like when one. you're, on Abbey Road in England, and you do, do like the, the walk with the, the Beatles. Beatles. The Beatles. The shitty Beatles? <laughs> <laughs> Are they any good? Ah, oh, they're shitty, shitty, man. And then lastly, we had Willie Garson. Hmm. I know yeah. it was September. 21st. I was shocked to find out about this one. Yeah. And I know this one was back in September, but still, it, it, it's a hard one to face because, especially now that with the, um, and just like that remi- remake is now being premiered, they're on season or they're on episode nine of this season. And it's just, it's so. Like he's in the first episode or two, I think, and then after that they he passed away, so he had to make they had to make his exit in the show, and you just it just doesn't quite feel the same with the without him. And I know just mm-hmm. I know uh, Anthony's was he, trying was to he be. Was he sick? I I don't want to say cancer, but I think it was a sickness. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know I wasn't aware if he was ill or if he even made others aware that he was ill. I I don't know pancreatic really. cancer complications related to pancreatic cancer oh that's too bad it's 57 that's years sad old. it's always really sad like losing beloved celebrities even mm-hmm. though you don't personally know them people may may make fun of you for being affected by their death but tell them to fuck off because again these are everyone people- has their own everyone has their own way of grieving and even though we didn't personally know them they did help shape us into they, the people we are they entertain i learned us. a lot of lessons from danny tanner yeah they they like i said you learn like, from them you just from watching them every day you learn their lessons you just sometimes they're you or even in a case like so at the time when sex and city came out there might not have been a lot of 
gay characters that would have been say as accessible so right there now people see themselves represented on tv or there might not have been a nerdy bald gay man character before and now so all of a sudden someone feels themselves represented and that's really why people love tv because they can if they can't see themselves outside at least they can see themselves on sometimes maybe see themselves on tv and that's like i said they're just there's some certain characters you resonate with and yeah so when they when that person or the actor passes it's just you feel like you're losing your best friend yeah it's really sad and yeah. it's upsetting and especially in the case of Bob Saget and Betty White, like not trying to dismiss like the loved ones of the others because I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying one. to be sensitive. But I just, um, on social, like it's something I've noticed on social media, Bob Saget and Betty White's hit the hardest to like the most people. Because like you said earlier on, like it was the world's grandma and dad yeah. that passed within like a week and a half of each other. Like it was devastating to say the least and then also we were all still dealing with omicron covid and so uh, Being isolated and right? fucking just, quarantining and right? getting over covid and yeah it's just there's so it. and it was the holidays holidays are stressful enough as it is and it's just it was so much so quick like all of them like all eight of them nine of them within a cup like a week or yeah two of each other. just yeah it was way too much too soon and it was awful and I feel so terrible for all of their families and loved ones and friends like I can't imagine what they're going through and it's always hard losing your loved one even if they are mm -hmm. like a case of Betty White 99 years old and you just not that you're not expected like you know that they're old and you're you know it's going to happen but it's still always sad doesn't matter if yeah. they're seven it's... years old 100 years old it's it you're losing someone and it always is never it's always hard to process and deal with and I I love the meme that was going around Facebook of Betty White's death that said, imagine being so loved by the world that 99 years is still too soon. And that gets me because it's true. Like she was almost a hundred years old. She is older than sliced bread and still like gone way too soon, way yeah. too soon. But she's at peace. She's with Alan. It's you know. been long enough without her her dear husband so at least now they're finally yeah. together and we'll miss was... you betty we'll miss you bob we'll miss you all meatloaf you. john sydney louis andre Willie. art all and of michael you. all of you we love you and we know and thank you so much for your your art thank you so much for your entertainment your music your projects your contributions to our lessons and growing up as people like i know it sounds silly to learn lessons from yep. tv but sometimes you do have to learn you learn a lesson from just seeing or you know and thank yeah. you for teaching us those thank lessons. you for being a part of our lives yes thank you for gracing us with your presence on the screen or for any of you who have met um these, these celebrities like please let us know your stories if you've met any of them let us know how it went right we'd love to i'd love to read about that super yeah awesome these people are yeah because i've heard nothing awesome or nothing but awesomeness about like about all of them when being met by fans because so, i've been reading a lot i read up a lot on a lot of them just reading their reviews <laughs> because of that because yeah. well because you know like i just you get intrigued like because now that they're no longer here like you're just like oh well now i guess now is a good a time as any to read up and start check learning. out what yeah learn yeah. about their lives and their their work and their contributions like they were all philanthropists and gave to charities and yeah bob saget raised a ton of money for scleroderma 
which is a disease that um, took his sister at the age of 34. Mm-hmm. Betty White, look at how many people, Dogs. what was it? 20, so 27 point something million dollars was raised on January 17th in, in animal shelters. That they, well, in animal just shelters. Just on that day. That's just not on including that day. people that like, I donated to a local pet food bank and that might not have been even calculated into that. So like- No, that was just monetary donations. Yeah, no, 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 I gave, yeah. I literally- transferred 50 bucks to them but because they're not part of like the food bank or animal shelter they're their own like little thing they, so exactly there's like that's just there, the it was what more about than that of, yeah. exactly there's all it of other been... entities that might have gotten stuff yeah. as well so as i'm saying it wasn't just 27 there's clearly more than that from other okay. you know all the other entities as okay. well so yeah so see and even look at like the impact she has after her death like that's probably going to be a yearly thing now oh probably like, they'll probably, probably make it a betty white day yeah and to honor her Everyone uh, will donate donation or something today. A shelter or something. I donated to um I it's a shelter called Dog Tales mm-hmm. and they help rescue like you know dogs in distress, dog fighting rings, things like that, and horses. And right now they are trying to fight the law in Canada where it's okay to ship horses to Japan for slaughter. Terrible. So there's that. So I donated to that one because I was just like, that is fucking terrible. And it's just terrible. That's awful. So I can't believe Canada supports that. So that's a damn shame. Right. So I donated. Anyway, so um, I guess yeah. So that's all of our people that we've lost this year. Uh, or sorry, yes. within the last few months, we are hoping. I know, well, obviously, we're going to lose some in 2022, but we're just hoping it's not as yeah. anyone as as. We were hoping found. our list wouldn't be that long. Right. Already. We were originally only anticipating two or three, and then when we did a little more research, it it just got a little longer. So we. Just- it's really starting to feel like 2016 all over again. It, Knock on wood. We've we've been through enough in these last two years it's you know leave our beloved celebrities alone please we are begging you just for please. just for now just just give them us alone. a little a little break yeah in 2022 and then 2023 we can go back to the not not people dying but just you can go back <laughs> to just the world being shit again but give us like one year of the world not being shit please like that's all we want just one year yeah. of you know no more shitty covid no more terrible deaths and no more forest fires and ugh, the weather that the climate change affects things just one year of just normal yeah that's all i want bring normal back (laughs) (laughs) oh i'm so sick of my face mask i know (sighs) so i'll probably still wear it for a while after they lift the mandate i just although i got my 6g booster yesterday congratulations let me know when your third arm starts growing perfect sounds good all (laughs) right everybody on that note um yeah so again we just Uh... For the families of these people and just anyone who's really lost anyone this year, we feel for you and we just, uh, you know, our condolences, our condolences and our hearts go out to you. And so, yeah, that's it. I guess that's our time. Yeah. So join us our next episode and we'll be a little, a little more lighthearted uh, uh, to our normal lightheartedness, but we just felt like we really needed to do a memorial episode. Yeah. We feel like we needed to, what's the word I'm looking for? Eulogize, pay respect. Yeah, pay respect, I guess. I, I feel like we needed to send a thank you and a, and a goodbye our to those, our, love, our beloved celebrities who have been around for almost our entire lives, right. that have been a part of our lives who helped shape us. So um, we felt it kind of necessary to acknowledge this. Acknowledge, yeah. that was the word I was looking for. Acknowledge, okay. Um, yeah, so everyone out there, hold your family and loved ones tight. Say I love you um, so much that it's weird because you never know when you won't be able to say goodbye right including your friends family everybody yeah. and your pets your... yep don't forget oh. your pets don't forget your pets 
yeah. I tell Riley all the time I love him and he's probably like, ma'am, stop it. Stop it. I tell my animals all the time too and they're just like, ma'am. Stop. Yeah, stop. Don't. Yeah, yeah, because I can talk to my animals. I do too, of course, hundred yeah. percent. All right, all right, millennials. We will see you on the next episode. Yep. Stay safe. Peace out. Peace out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you liked it, be sure to check out our previous episodes on our website at www.millennialspod.com. And also you can check them out on Spotify, Anchor, Google, or Apple Podcasts. While you're there, hit the follow and subscribe button so you can stay up to date on all of our latest episodes. Also, you can follow us on all of the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at Turn of the Millennials Pod, and like us on Facebook to leave a comment and a review. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next episode.